Hello and welcome along to G'day GA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit O'Neill's Australasia on O'Neill Sports AU on Instagram. Okay guys, we're back after a, a fairly long hiatus. Um, I don't know why it took us so long to get back together. I think it was Paddy's weekend where we recorded our last episode in March, but we were getting ourselves primed for an absolute bumper 10 to 12 weeks ahead. We're kicking off Munster and Leicester Championship next weekend. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. I guess this time last year we were uncertain of what was going to come with us at the Munster Leinster Championship, and now I just think there's this serious sense of anticipation among hurling people um, all around the world, really. Shawnee, you're particularly excited. You missed out on our last episode down in Leicester Park. You're mad for road for this I year. I did, I did, lads. Unfortunately, I couldn't get there. I was. Um, you were at a, a steam engine. I was looking at Thomas the Tank Engine yeah. out somewhere in country Victoria. Um, Pleasant <laughs> evening ahead. That, I've done um, it. It is actually very good. It is very good. But uh, no, it's exciting to be back. We're back here in um, the, the home of Victoria G in Gaelic Park. Um, had a bit of a tough victory there to swallow, or tough, sorry, tough loss to swallow against um, Shamrocks this afternoon. But um, still a good performance. Um, good for the year ahead, I think. Um, and looking forward now to the Munster Championship getting up and running again. It's going to be very some mouth watering clashes coming up. Yeah, and a few of the listeners out there have been wondering where, where we've been. We had a tweet in from Tommy O'Neill. He's a, a long-time listener and regular tweeter as well, saying, what's going on, lads? Have you been put off the air for copyright infringements or what? So, good question from Tommy. There is some, some serious copyright infringement in all our sound bites, but no, we were just getting ready, Tommy, for the next few weeks. <laughs> and here, lads, look, I think you're, you're a bit novices in the whole family setup and the whole uh, parenting, and, and you're still getting used to the whole parenting, and you're finding it hard to balance the time. Okay, that's fair enough, and... Shani, you're, 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 you're the no, one no, who's you, not there. You described it as a hiatus now, so you're back on, on track now again. That's good. That was bad planning by you the last time we the week. That was put on me at a short notice. So. But we, we've got, t- the, the most important thing anyway is we've got 10 episodes coming up over the next three months. <laughs> we're going to be covering all the Munster Leinster Championship. We're going to be covering the World Games, which are taking place yeah. in Waterford and in Ho- the, the finals in Crow Park in the end of July. We've got two weddings to happen. We've got three lads moving, going back to Ireland and coming back to Australia. And then we'll have the All-Ireland series. So we've got a very busy three months ahead. Yeah, we have a live episode in a winery in Bordeaux in France, and we have a live episode in WIT, very similar venues. Um, <laughs> so it should be good fun over the next few weeks. Shawnee and, and my seven gigas will be in Ireland for when the World Games is on. So it'll be great to record an episode live in Ireland. We're really yeah, looking that's forward to exciting. Yeah, and the boys playing, representing Australasia. Um, Australia in the World Games so that, that's it's great coming up in the next few months so look we might kick it off coming up first we're going to have a look at the upcoming Monster Championship in one single moment your whole life can turn round I stand there for a minute staring straight into the ground look, things were just going through my head you know and, and because like, you know, I, I don't want to leave the people of Warford down you know because they're my life you know people of Warford are my life you know and I, 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 I love I, lo- I love my county you know we love John Mellon Alright, coming up next weekend we got the Monster Championship 
round robin series kicking off and we've got Cork versus Tip in Parky Cueve they're saying the pitch will be alright for it who knows the 90 million <laughs> or 90 million euro white elephant that is Parky Cueve um, but interesting enough Shawnee Cork are unbeaten in Cork in the last two years and going for three in a row in Munster which is hard to believe really I think I think, and that's a, a, an interesting statistic that everybody doesn't really actually realise you know because there's so much gone on in the last couple of months like they had a, a poor I guess a disappointing into last season, Limerick went on and powered through and Limerick have just hit the ground running to start again this year. Cork, I don't know what's going to happen, to be honest. It's very hard to know, but I think they'll be right for championship. As you say, the grounds, they said they said when it opened, it was in tip-top condition, ready to go, open to the public, open for big events. And now we've seen what's unfolded since. They've cut the money short on the pitch, the, the centrepiece of the arena, and they've cut the money short. So, I don't know, let's hope it's, it holds up for the... Next week's game against Tipperary, as well as the team. Yeah, I think you, you mentioned there is a big unknown around the pitch. I think there's probably more of an unknown at the moment around both the Cork and the Tipperary hurling teams. I think any time Tip put together a performance in the league, they were, they were back. And then the following week, it was nearly always followed with a, um, a very poor performance. And then on the flip side, you had Cork, who, as Shawnee rightly said, with five minutes to go against Limerick, they were going to be the All-Ireland champions. And we could be talking about Cork in a totally different light. They've had a disastrous league campaign, to put it mildly. Um, and their forwards, their main players, who've been on the road a while now since that 2013 All-Ireland, look like they're a bit jaded. So um, it's going to be a very interesting game with Tip and Cork. Especially with Tip under Liam Sheedy. Liam Sheedy obviously has come back. Um, it's not easy coming with these second comings. The last hurling manager come back and win all learn on his return was Cyril Farrell back in 87 and 88 mm-hmm. so the stats don't go bode well for, for Liam Sheedy but if there's one man who will drive passion and drive fire into that tip team because that's where I think they underperformed the last we know they have the, they have the players but it's actually the, the resolve and the, I suppose the, the mental strength of the tip team has been questioned probably since Liam Sheedy went really yeah. they've, they've been really oh. up and down obviously they had a great win in 2016 but they, they haven't really recovered since I think I think they definitely have the hurlers, I would say. I wouldn't mm. say it's whether they have the pace as well with the hurlers is the question mark. Like if you look at all their, their best players, John O'Dwyer, Noel McGrath, Jason Ford, their best strikers, Seamus Callan has lost a, f- a few yards of pace. None of them are going to go in on the corner forward like maybe an Alan Cadigan might and burn a full back and go in and take their score. And if you look then at, at their defence, their defence is still all over the shop. Do we, is Paddy Maher going to play a full back or not yeah. and sort out the full back position once and for all? There, there's so many question marks over Tipperary, and I agree with you, Liam. I think if there's one man who can kind of look at a whole piece and bring the pieces of jigsaw together, it's probably Liam Sheedy, and he definitely will drive the passion. But for me, the question mark is over the tip pace, particularly what's going to be a very fast Munster Championship. Yeah, I, d- I, think, I think you're dead right. I think there's, way, there's too many questions over Tipperary, I think, at this stage. There's a still, I look and saying that too, there's still question marks over Cork. Have they started? I think they've started out the full back. I think Damien Cahillan has improved immensely in the last, we'll say, 17 or 18 months. I think he's a different player than what he was. Um, the centre back position is Tim O'Mahony going to be the answer there? We'll wait and see. I think it looks like he's going to be. He has to play there now. Yeah, the league, yeah it yeah. looks like he's going to be centre back there. The other question mark I'd have is, is Aidan Walsh and if they're going to play him full and forward. use him as a full forward. I, I don't. I just don't know if he's up to when the ground gets hard and it's a nice summer's evening and you know the, the, the way Cork like to play is really fast open hurling I'm not sure he actually suits that they're all on about him in the league that he's got this such great work rate and you know players play around him but oh, look I'm not sure um, last week's club championship he played for Kentor their, t- their club got hammered by 20 points he only scored a point 
I mean, like if he's a club player and he's only able to get a point in the county championship or in the county championship, yeah. he's and he's going to be out playing tip next weekend. I don't know, but look, I I still think Cork are going to come away with a win. It's on it's on the park. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I def- I'm very confident in that. Yeah. And what's really interesting about we know now from last year is it's all about getting a bit of luck in this four or five weeks as well because if you stay injury free you get a win in your first game the pressure's kind of off and the ref doesn't give a goal that wasn't a goal yeah we won't come back to that because poor old Watford (laughs) but it's such a massive thing if you lose your first game you're straight away looking down the barrel of couldn't be knocked out of the championship full stop you know the pressure's on and last year we, you couldn't even predict what the final three or four was going to be up until the last game. So everything is crucial here. I know it's stating the obvious, but it's all about look getting that first win and it staying injury for, the, for injury free for the first four weeks. Look at look at the two teams in Munster last year who lost their first game, Tipperary and Waterford. So backs up your point exactly. Yeah. So you lose your first game, you're in trouble. Cork of home advantage, which is the other thing. I think something like ninety five percent of the games in both Leinster and Munster last year were won by the home team. We'll have that fact checked, that's that, 95%. Well, there you go. <laughs> Within the 95 percentile range, um, but most of the home teams either won the game or drew the game. That's so true, yeah. Corker and Parky Cueve, um, I don't know, there's just so many question marks over this. It's going to be a really interesting game to watch. I can't see what's going to happen at all, and I don't think many people can. Yeah, and I'm really looking forward to GAA goal kicking back off again. Um, right. And we have the nine-hour time difference here, so we'll get some games in during the day 11, in yeah. Melbourne at 11 o'clock at night on a Sunday night. There's a two o'clock game, and the Kilkenny Dublin game, which we'll touch base on later, is on at seven o'clock on a Saturday night. But so, Sean, you're going for Cork. Giggles, yep. who are you going for? I don't know. You have to pick someone. Draw. Gives. <laughs> I don't know I'm going to go for Tip I just I just think Cork have been in so much disarray probably in that league I know Tip have been up and down a bit as well but I think we're going to see Tip make a massive push for our, all Ireland this year I'm going to go for a Tip win a Parky Cueve Fair enough Very good Okay Alright Let's have a look now at Waterford and Clare Massive boost for Waterford that they're going to be playing their home games in Waterford in Walsh Park this year. They're expecting a sellout. It is going to be capped at 11,000 just for health and safety reasons. But Eagles, from a Waterford point of view, that makes a big difference rather than have to tra- travel to Liverpool. I, I, think, I think it might make a big difference. The one, the one thing I don't like about the Welsh Park venue is it's a very tight pitch and it's a very short pitch. Uh, I think Liam, you and I were talking about it's one of the smallest inter-county pitches um, in Ireland. Never suited you, Giggles. Never suited me. It was the point I, I was made up for playing the Fraher field. It was a very wide, expansive field. But then look at the Warford forwards that they've been playing with in the league. Shane Bennett, Stephen Bennett, um, Tommy Ryan, all small, fast forwards. And even in the half-hour line, Paddy Mahoney, none of them are six-foot giants like to be winning, winning ball there. So... Whether Walsh Park will give them a point or two, obviously, with the home crowd and they're used to the pitch, whereas the likes of Clare coming down may not be used to that side of the pitch and may not like playing there. But on the flip side, it probably won't suit Warford's game plan, which is more expensive hurling because they've got the fast pacey forwards that they've been using in the league. Yeah. I, think it, I think it doesn't, I think, I think you're right, it doesn't suit any of the teams at, yeah. d- at this stage. Like, Clare like to have, have it a bit of open as well. and you know, a quick ball going to full forward line, but the, the difference is Clare do have that bit of a size inside the forward line, you know, with John Connell and um, and um, I wouldn't be surprised seeing Aaron Shanahan start actually in that game yeah. as a two-man full forward line. Perhaps the wing forward, the, the oh, Duggan, point Duggan. Duggan, sure. Yeah. Like they're two massive men. Like that might yeah. suit him there, but they still like fast ball, like coming into him. And I think you're right. I think it's going to be a, an interesting um, encounter with two teams yeah. who like expensive style. Yeah, Derek McGrath described Welsh Park as an up and down field that it just goes right up the middle and it comes right back down the middle and that's how the game is played. It's not played with wing forwards or corner forwards and it's so true. It's, it's a nightmare of a place to play when you're on the wing or in the corner. What did you think of Derek McGrath's comments during the week talking about like he, he definitely will come back and he'd love to manage kind of Watford again at some stage. Like, 
timing of that coming into this week, you think he kind of keep. I, I like their program. Yeah. You think he kind of keep his head down when a comment like that ahead of the Open Monster Championship game. Yeah, I think I think there's a couple of things with Derek. I think Derek is very very true to himself as a person, and he absolutely just wears his heart in his sleeve and is open and honest. The other thing is that he's also employed now by RTE and he might be looking for a bit of kind of hype ahead of the, the Munster Championship and building on his own brand as a pundit. Um, I agree with your point, Liam. You don't want to be questioning the management and having people say, oh, bring Derek back when Park Fanning is in there. But Park Fanning and Derek probably know each other. They're, they're not dissimilar age. Park probably a few years older. They would have played against each other. They'd have a good respect for each other. So I, d- I don't think there'll be anything in that comment. I think maybe people in the no, media might be so. building it up as yeah. much. I think, and it's, look, it's, I'd say since he's retired, he's been asked that question four or five times over. And I, get to, I guarantee he's probably said the same thing, but it, because it's coming up to this week, it's all been blown up a bit by the, the media. Yeah. And I think they're just trying to make a story out of it. And Giggs, do you have hope for Waterford this year? Oh, big time, yeah. I, th- I think from Waterford, from one to nine, are one of the strongest teams in the competition. Um, they've got loads of options there. They have a couple of things I would like to see them that I presu- presume they've been working on. One is where do you play Austin Gleeson? They play him a wing black, mm. they play him a centre back. Austin Gleeson, I can guarantee you, will love playing at Welsh Park. He's been playing there since he was like six years of oh, age. Yeah. The last time I was at home in the summer was 2016 and I watched Austin Gleeson play centre-back in a Munster Under-21 final for Waterford against Tip and he, ra- he won the game from centre-back. Like he scored about seven points because it's, it's a pitch that if you get the ball anywhere in the middle you can score even after run. But the second piece is, I'm just wondering, they have Shane Bennett, Stephen Bennett, Tommy Ryan, Park Manny in the forwards, maybe Colin Dumford coming in. They've no size and they've no anchor man, so you're kind of looking to him. Um, why, why don't they have a Marishanan in there? Or Tom Devine is a big loss as a big target man in a full forward. So he's opted out, doesn't he? He's opted out. Yeah, yeah he, he's not there. Um, the brick doesn't seem to be getting much game time as a kind of a target man. So the, the question mark for me over Watford is they're playing very good hurling. They had a great league. They underperformed in the league final. But what are they going to do? in the championship to kind of address that target man piece. Yeah. Um, whether they'll bring Morris in or not, I'm not sure. But they just seem to me to have six very small forwards and I'm not sure that'll work out in the heat of championship, especially when they come up against some big backs. Yeah, Deep. that's true. But I think, I think to be fair, I think you're right to have the confidence because I think, I think Walford are back looking at a couple of games during the league. They're definitely back. There's a bit of energy about them with the new management. That always, you know, gives an extra pep in their step, you know, of any team really like. And, I think that this added new dimension to their play has kind of thrown the shackles off a lot of the existing players. And I think they're definitely a force you reckon with. I, I'm, I'm going to make my prediction now, Liam, before you ask me. Um, I'm going to go Waterford based on the home, home base rule as well. But also, I think, I think they've got this a lot more to prove now with their new management and everything like this. I think they'll, they'll just shade it against Clare. Giggles. I'm going for a Waterford win. I'm also going to go for a Watford win playing in Watch Park, but with Austin Gleeson, what I'll say this year for him, I think it's, it has to be a year of consistency for Austin Gleeson. I think mm. he's been oftentimes a bit of a yo-yo player for Watford. He's been up and down so much. And in the league this year, it looked like he actually had a few extra kilos. Yeah, he didn't come back to late in the league. Yeah. And you're right. For a young man, yeah, like, you know, yeah. now I'm sure he's in, in proper shape coming into this weekend. But I, you, you do think if Austin Gleeson can fire and if he's at the at the centre of that Waterford team, that they have him with a great chance of getting out of Munster. Now, you did tip Munster, I think. What did you tip last year from the top to the table? Did they end up coming last? Was that right? I didn't. I tipped him, I think, to come third, actually. 
Yeah, Tip Cork to finish bottom, all right? And they, they won it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to go back and check that one out. But yeah, so that's three Waterford wins we're going with here. Um, it's great to see it back up and running. I know there's mixed views on this round robin, but as a pure spectator and us oh, living, living overseas, we're going to be watching three games on TV next weekend. I can't wait. And we'll be week after week after week. All right, well, coming up next, we're going to have Giggles Corner, a special. Traveling in a fight on a hippie trail head full of zombies I met a strange lady She made me nervous She took me in and gave me breakfast And she said Do you come from a land down under A women go and men wonder Can't you hear, can't you hear the thunder All right, we're back here with a championship special of Giggles Corner. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing a bit of a lazy one this time. I'm going back to the George Hamilton Know Your Sport. Um, we're going to do a Shawnee Leem, Shawnee Leem. Two points for a correct answer. If you get the answer wrong, you can pass it over for one point. Shawnee, put the phone away now. No Googling. No, Shawnee, Shawnee's not Googling there. Quick question, though, because I've got the questions out. And so in the interest of fairness, Shawnee, would you like to go first or second? I go first. You're going to go first. So you get the first question, you get the second question. Okay, Shawnee O'Leary, question one. Who has won the most hurling All-Irelands outside of the top three? The top three being Tikini, Cork and Tip. That's incorrect. Liam, care to hazard a guess? For one point? Um, Wexford. That's also incorrect. So Limerick have won eight, Dublin and Wexford are on six, and Galway are on five. So Limerick was the correct answer. A lot of early ones for Limerick. What? A lot of ones back in there. But well, there was a couple in the 70s as well. And like they've, they've, yeah, they've done a few steady ones. Anyway, we move on quickly. Liam, who has won the most football at Ireland outside of Dublin and Kerry? Um, Cork. Incorrect. Sean, did you care the hazard of this for one point? Galway have won nine and Cork and Mead are Cork and Mead then afterwards on seven well, I've made some good guesses in fairness yours has been really poor so no points anyway oh, that. they're still wrong <laughs> yeah, good guess. at least I was only off by one or two Tyrone, Tyrone have won three it's a good, guess. It's a good guess if you okay. get it right right on to you Shawnee right <laughs> who has scored more in the championship for Cork Pat Horgan Ben O'Connor or Joe Dean Pat Horgan correct Pat Horgan is the fifth time, yeah. fifth overall with 13 3 1 4. He waxed that, right. he panicked jo- that. Jo- right. Hang on, Jodine is 10th overall with, uh, or 12th overall with 10 237, and Ben O'Connor is 14th with 8 230. Right, Liam, who has scored more in the football championship? Bernard Brogan, Morris Fitzgerald, or Killian O'Connor? Killian O'Connor. Correct. Two points each. So Killian O'Connor. Give Sean the hurling one. That was an easy one, Liam. Come on, I, did, that's the pick, I picked the who, who got to go first. So Killian O'Connor is second overall. He's 11 points behind the top man. Jeez. Um, he, football he's only 26, so he'll definitely overtake the Bernard is in sixth and Mars Fitzgerald is in ninth. Radio. Shawnee, who has won more Munster titles, Waterford or Clare? 
In hurling or football? Hurling, sorry, in hurling only. Uh, oh, let's say clear. That's incorrect. Now I'm not going to pass that one over because it's only Yoke. Waterford have won nine monster titles, Clare have won six. So do I get the point though? No, no. We'll do the same here in the next one. So it's two all after three questions for Shawnee, two for Liam. Right, so Liam. Who has won more Connacht football titles, Galway or Mayo? Galway. So Galway have won 47 and Mayo have won 46. Correct. Yeah, I knew that, I knew that. So 4-2 to Liam. Lucky Shawnee. Rightio. Shawnee. Kilkenny, who is the top scorer Kilkenny hurling player ever outside of Henry, DJ and Eddie Carroll? <laughs> That's a tough Do I get multiple choice? No, who's the, who scored the most for Kilkenny outside the top three lads? DJ, Henry and Eddie Kerr. Eddie, Eddie Kerr. Kerr. I'm going to say... Oh, I'm caught between the two of them. Just say one then. Go with your gut. Come on. Henry. No, 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 no. Outside of the Christ top three. Almighty. Yeah, you're right with that. Out, see, out after Henry, DJ, and Eddie Carr. Who's next? Oh, sorry. Uh, 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 I, know, I know. That's Henry. why I asked you. Is there multiple choice? No, no. Come on. Can we? Can we just? Can you turn off my, my car? Send them outside the room because I can't look at them. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Let's get outside of all those three players who scored the most for Kilkenny. All Larkin. Incorrect. TJ Reid. Uh, all your... F- oh, yeah. All your mumbling... So, TJ Reid has actually scored 20 points more than DJ Carey. He's now 7th in the all-time list, would you believe? So, it's still 4-2. Still winning, yeah. Still 4-2. You've got so, to pick any question. So, it's up to Liam. Who is the top-scoring hurling fo- forward for Watford ever? Paul Flynn. Correct. Paul Flynn scored 24, 181. Outside of Paul Flynn, who else? No, 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 I just said ever. <laughs> Parik Mahoney which has, is in 26. Paul Flynn's in 15, Parik Mahoney 26. And John Milan is in 27th with 15, 134. All from play. Yeah, the highest it. player in the stats all, who isn't a free taker. Where, where is John Milan? Where is he? 27th overall time. Jesus. From play, like, that's impressive. Yeah. Okay, so who's next question? I've won, anyway. We're going to ask the last question. You're the last question. Shawnee. Who's current? Just who before Liam Staff's getting so smug. Who won last year's uh, competition? We, we go there, right? Yeah. We, 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 can see, we, we can still get a 6 5. Shot. So, ta- who is currently the all time football top scorer in the championship? All time? Yeah. Is he in for, like always, forever? like? Forever. Not forever, <laughs> Liam. <laughs> Colin Cooper. Correct. Colin Cooper has got 23, 283, 11 points ahead of Killian O'Connor. But well shine, I'm sure good. by the end of this year, Killian O'Connor will be ahead of him. Yeah, probably. But uh, that's, that's correct. It. So it's 6-5 or 6-4, and it's the last question for Liam. Shawnee can get one point back and make it a one-point game, but he can't win it. But who was at centre-back for Cork when they, last, when they won the All-Ireland in 1999? Brian Corkin. Correct. 8-4. Liam's got a... <laughs> That was, a, that was a very good one. 1999, yeah. Great, yeah, yeah. probably one of the greatest centre-backs ever that year, 1999. <laughs> The majority of the people who are up the charts are in more recent times rather than yeah. in times gone by. Yeah. And it's not necessarily that they're getting more games. 
I think it's just that they're actually scoring more. And I guess even in football, where the whole age of oh, the football was brilliant back in the 70s and 80s, there's no player from the 70s and 80s really up in the top 10. Mm, it has to be games, though. It has to be. No, it's, it's not. Like, it, it, DJ Carey has played five more games than TJ Reid, but TJ Reid has scored 20 points more than him. Oh, really? Yeah. That's unreal, isn't yeah. it? So DJ was probably carrying Kilkenny on his own <laughs> there for about six years. Yeah. Okay, that's it for this week, lads. Come on, Giggles. Moving on, we're going to have a look at the Leinster Championship. Henry stood up to a penalty, toughest penalty he was ever going to face in his life. You know, everything riding on it, he just buried it. You know, and, and was uh, it a penalty, Brian? Do you think? Well, Dermot Kerwin certainly gave a penalty. I mean, I, I, if you want to start wondering about all of the frees in the course of the game, you'd have a fairly, fairly busy time. Did you think yourself as a penalty, Marty? Well, I, I wasn't too sure, but it, it just seemed a little bit dodgy in, in the replay. I have no idea, Marty. Did you check all the other frees as well to see where they dodgy <laughs> also? Maybe you should. Maybe you should. In, in terms of the referee, did you, were you pleased overall? I'm sure you are now, considering you've won the All-Ireland, but did you think he allowed a lot to go? Oh, Marty, please, give me a break. With, uh, the referee, uh, referee, we're supposed to say nothing about referees. I make a habit of saying absolutely nothing about referees. During McCurvin, I'm certain in my head, was going out to be the very, very, very best he possibly could be. You seem to have had a problem with him, you tell me. First up in the Leinster Championship this weekend, we've got Kilkenny and Dublin in Nolan Park. Um, a very exciting game after last year's opening round at Dublin and Kilkenny Open Park. Now was a, a fantastic game, a game that Dublin should have won. Kilkenny hung in there and just pipped Dublin at the end. And again, back to your point, um, Giggles, when you lost that first game last year, you, you're, you're under pressure straight away. I think Kilkenny facing into this, they've got serious injury concerns. Owen Murphy's out for the next six weeks. Killian Buckley's still out. James Mara's out. Conor Delaney's out. Richie Hogan is out. Um, Kilkenny have dealt with these injuries all throughout the year and probably a lot of last year as well. But I think the depth of the squad with the Ballyhale boys coming back in will be a big boost, but it's probably countered a lot by those injuries. Jesus, yeah. It's, they're not quite in as bad a situation as Waterford were in last year with injuries, but still, when you just name out those players, and some of them are... Our tallies, men like Killian Buckley at centre back, and you'd even argue more so Owen Murphy in goals is like they would they wouldn't have been anywhere near where they were last year if Owen Murphy wasn't in goal. He was worth six to seven points to them every single game between frees, saves, covering in behind the full back line. He's an amazing goalie, and he's definitely the best goalie in the country at the moment. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a very interesting game. I think on the Dublin side, Dublin have topped Division Two, Two A or One B, whatever you call it with Matty Kenny, they lost to Galway, they beat Waterford. They've got a very solid six at the back. Like they've got um, at fullback on O'Donnell, who's one of the best fullbacks around. They've got Sean Moran from Cool at centre back. They've got Chris Crummy on the wing and they've got a few other lads in around there. They've a very strong six. Do you think we'll see the coolest style of play? 
Absolutely, yeah, and you can you can see that in the league. Mm. It, it, he'll he'll play one full forward. He'll play the two corner forwards. That was wing forwards. He'll play a centre forward, and that's the diamond formation. They'll rotate. The two wing forwards will just play back in the midfield and try and create space. Sean Moore will sit back in. Sean Moore will sit back and sweep or be a loose kind of a man. That's a, a, absolutely what they'll do, and they'll try and find. I think it's Eamon Dillon is the guy with the yellow helmet with the serious yeah. pace on the left hand side. He seems to be playing the Conor Callahan role from Kula, where you play full forward and you drift across the two pieces and try and pick up the ball and then pop the ball to the man coming through but yeah. the, uh, the only thing is with Inter-County these days you can't just have one game plan so Kula had one game plan they won two All-Irelands with it Matty Kenny's going to have to have plan B plan C and plan D especially coming up against Brian Cody and yeah. Kilkenny and the work rate and the work ethic and the Kilkenny crowd that they're going to meet in Nolan Park on Sunday Saturday, Saturday night Yeah I, I, look, I think actually you said that it's probably not as bad as Warford's um, injury um, <coughs> injury as they had last year but I think I actually do think it is I think they are the talisman you know the guys that are missing like especially um, Owen Murphy and um, Buckley Buckley I think they're huge huge losses. and Richie Hogan is clown and, like, it's, I think <laughs> it is, it's dev- yeah. devastating to the Kilkenny is Richie Hogan definitely out he is Richie Hogan's out yeah he's definitely out yeah. and, and like look, look at Buckley like we had Buckley on the yeah. show here in November He's and he and he came back and he you know like he's. I think it's devastating for the Kenny team. Look, no, I I think, I think you're dead right about um, Dublin. I think Dublin. If this was in in um, Parnell Park, I'd be definitely you know toting for Dublin. Absolute certainty for a win, after yeah. after hearing those injuries. But no, it's, it's in Nolan Park. I think the Kenny crowd. I think no matter what Kenny team Brian Cody puts out, you know what you're going to get from them. They'll make it really, really, really hard for Dublin. Dublin do have this. Um, as you say, coolest style, but they've got really young, athletic, hungry f- peop, you know, players yeah. this year. I think they'll put Kikini K- K- absolutely the pin of the collar, and I won't be surprised they come away with a win, but I just think like Kikini K- 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 players won't let them their home side down, I don't think. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what 15 actually start for Kikini, because as we saw last year, we saw so many new players come through, and given that the injuries they have again, we're going to see more guys come through that probably haven't had a whole lot of game time at senior level. We're going to see Adrian Mullen, I reckon, will probably have to start. He oh, I, think so. I think he'll start. I think he'll start. He, got, you know, he won Club Player of the Year um, in the AAB Championship. Yeah. Like, I don't think go, He's never played senior hurling for Kilkenny No, yet. but I think like these are, like these you have to blood him now. Like, you know, I think this is the week to blood him. Um, they're going to need scoring forwards in this game against Dublin. They can't be over-reliant on TJ. We saw that last year when TJ didn't yeah. fire in some of the games. Kilkenny are under serious pressure. So if you have another forward, particularly Adrian Mullen coming in with three or four points, l- liking him back to like, a different type of hurler. But like Owen Larkin was always good for three, four points from play back in his peak yeah. with, and would take the pressure off maybe off Shefflin if, if Shefflin wasn't firing. So I think Kilkenny were gonna, are going to look to Adrian Mullen. It's big pressure on a young player coming through in his debut season with the seniors. But we just we need that now. You know, we, we need consistency across the forward and we need the pressure taken off TJ and we need to get those boys back playing as well. Um, it's very unfortunate that Conor Delaney's out as well. He picked up an injury with his club. He had gone very well at full back there. Did a great um, job on Seamus Cannell and just towards the end of the league as well because we know that is a problem position for Kilkenny. Well, they've got your man Hugh Lawler, isn't it? Yeah, well, Hugh Lawler is was injured and then he came back he will be available for, for Saturday night yeah. um, and he looks like a fantastic prospect but whether we'll have him or not um, how he'll go for the rest of the year I'm, I'm not sure but look as a Kilkenny supporter last year my expectations were I was just really looking forward to seeing all those new players coming through you didn't know what you were going to get but they still like came in a couple of points of the All-Ireland Champions at yeah. the end so I'm still very excited as a Kilkenny hurling supporter What am I optimistic I think Kilkenny 
hopefully we'll still get in the top three in Leinster. Giggles, you said you think they could win the Leinster Championship coming out in the car with me. I think it's I think it's just so even. They could win it or they might not qualify. It's actually that that close. You've got Galway without Joe Canning and without um, Joe Cooney and Johnny Glynn just back and Conor Cooney just back from an injury and move Kyle Mannion out of the forward line into midfield. They're not looking as dangerous as they were. Dublin are on the up, but do they have the belief to be Kilkenny? Question mark. Wexford are on the up, but do they have the belief? Uh, in, or, or does the system and style of play that Davy Fitz imparts on them, is that good enough to win a Leinster? It's very, very even. I wouldn't be a betting man in, in Leinster this year, but it'll be very interesting to see the first two rounds, and I think that'll tell us a lot. So who are we going for Nolan Park, Giggles, first off? I'm going to go for a draw again. <laughs> draw again, Giggles. You beat me to it. I was going to say, I'm actually going to, I was going to say the same thing. I, I actually, I think, I want to go for Dublin, but I just don't think Kikini will leave the I home. I think Dublin will be winning by four down. points for the two minutes to go. Can just, you get uh, one more? Will you shut up? Will you keep <laughs> cutting over what I'm going to say next? <laughs> I, I reckon exactly that's going to happen. Kikini are going to rally back late and get a draw. I'm going to go for the Kilkenny win. Yeah. Kilkenny win. And look, obviously the other game in Leinster is Carlow and Galway up in Pierre Stadium. Like You wouldn't have much hope for Carlow going up. I still think it's fantastic you know, that they're up now in the Leinster Championship. It it's the way it should be. There should be a relegation up and down out of the division. Um, what are their prospects? They're probably going to finish fifth, and there will probably be a fierce battle for fourth. But I guarantee, I think they will get. There could be one shock where they'll run someone close over the four games. Giggles also had Cork down for relegation last year. Remember, <laughs> he had the permutations <laughs> leveled yeah. out and everything. I I think Vicarlo this weekend is possibly the game where they might get run Galway close. Galway are coming off the back of a poor league. In times gone by as well, Galway have often played Leash in the Leinster Championship and have been scared by them in Port Leash. And I know this game's on a Pier Stadium, but I'd expect that Colin Bonner, who's a great manager, has been building towards this, building for this yeah. ever since they got that draw against Galway in the league. And he's really going to focus in on it. His whole year is focused around this game. They may get hammered in, in later games or they may not be able to, but I think this is the one game where they might put it up to... Um, Galway, I don't think they'll beat them. I think Galway by six or seven in the end. Yeah. Class, but Galway for me I, as well, Sean. I th- yeah, I, th- I think Galway as well. But look, just going back on that as well, like it's brilliant that like they are up there and they're challenging and putting in performances like they did against Galway earlier in the year. I think don't underestimate the fact of Joe Kenning's as well. Like he's he's the man that oh. makes them tick as well. So that's a huge plus for Carlo. Like has to be a massive plus for them. No, Galway are a bit up. You know, didn't have a great league, but you can't really read into the league at the moment because it's it's just a lot. <laughs> The, the Jesus, excuse me. You have to swear language. twice on this. You have to bleep that out. <laughs> oh, shocking. Um, sponsors but, uh, and everything. the bleeper machine. <laughs> but um, I think I think like Carlo will will have an opportunity there with with Canning out to push push the scoreline a bit closer. Yeah. And look, it's going to be Galway. I think by about. Yeah. You can't s- underestimate the loss of Joe Canning. Yeah. It's the biggest loss of any team that any team could yeah, actually phenomenal. have. Yeah. He's the best hurler in, in the country by a mile at the moment. Like he just is. What's big cocky heels? Okay, well, any right. men won't give him that one. <laughs> no, no, Joe Kenny is an outrageous talent. All right, coming up next, we're going to wrap up, but we're going to talk about a prize and a competition we have for the Leinster Monster Championship. Delighted to be joined here by Keith Cavanagh, the referee for the men's football final coming up here in a couple of minutes. Keith, how are you feeling about the big game? Yeah, looking forward to it now. There's a good attendance here, it's like a bumper crowd here. It's like the dubs are travelling, so we're looking forward to the final. Here we are, two and a half thousand people probably here today. It's bigger than a, some of the league games back home, so it's been a successful day so far. Gary Owen now and Young Ireland's into the final, so yeah, we're looking forward to it and uh, we expect a good game. 
Keechy made a big call in the semi-final by awarding a penalty last minute and two arch-rivals, Gary Owen and Wolf Tones. Did you feel the pressure when you made that call? No, no. When you're a referee, you make these decisions and you have to call what you see. And when somebody puts out their foot to block someone on, a, on the last kick, you give a penalty because that's what the right decision to do is. You, you make these decisions and that's what a referee does. He makes the call happy, 100% back my decision. That's why you're paid the big bucks, Keith. Best of luck in the final now and hope it goes well. Okay, we're coming to the end of today's show brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear and they're very kind to donate a prize um, for this competition that we have for the Leinster Munster Championship. So the prize is a beautiful G'day GA sweatshirt which are just being designed as we speak. New um, range for the 2019 season. Very exciting. You can visit our shop on the O'Neill's website as well. If you type in G'day GA and O'Neill's into Google, you'll get our club shop. Lovely um, gifts for all the family, whether it be beanies, Tracksuit pants, t-shirts, hoodies. Um, so get on there and have a look. So Are O'Neill specifically designed that for this prize, is it? Yes. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the competition is, we were doing a predictor competition. We did this last year, so we got loads of entries. Is to tip the top three teams in Munster in correct order and the top three teams in Leinster. And the person to do that will win a beautiful O'Neill's G'day GEA sweatshirt. How does that sound? Easy. That's so tip the way to, to finish out the table, is it? At just, the end of just one, two, three. One, just one, two, and three. Because yeah. last year we did one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Makes it very hard. We so never finished competition. <laughs> don't say that again. <laughs> we, did, we did finish it. <laughs> so we're going for one, two, three. We have a fantastic prize. Um, thanks to O'Neill's. And um, make sure you get your entries in. Now, you can enter via Twitter. So at You can direct message us on Instagram, at Or you can email us in, g'daygea at gmail.com. All right? That's it for today. I think the cleaners come along here to kick us out of the dressing room. Giggles, oh. thanks very much for coming along. No worries, Liam. Good Sh- to be here. Good to be back. Sean, thanks very much for coming along. Only two swears. If you can cut that down next week, just thanks. to one, that'd be great. Thanks very much. Apologies to all the listeners. <laughs> and uh, it's good to be back. All right. Today's show brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit the O'Neill's Australasia page on O'Neill Sports AU on Instagram. Have a great day, everyone. Take care.